wrap, wrapping up this series called 30 Days to Live. And um, so uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to start tonight the same way we've started every week of this series um, in Psalms uh, 39, verse 4 and 5. It's, it's a prayer from King David. Uh, and, and what he's doing, he's screaming out. He's saying to God, please remind me how brief my time on earth is. And, and he says this, Lord, remind me of how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, that my life is literally fleeing away. My life is no longer than the width of my entire hand, and entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to say this together. I want us to pray this together. The first, the very first sentence of this um, prayer, and, um, and, and I want us all to say this together. Let's do this. Let's say it together. Say, Lord... No, no, no. Not repeating after me. We're saying this together. We're saying, Lord. (laughs) Here we go. One, two, three. Lord, remind me how brief time on earth will be. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. No, just the first sentence. The first sentence. Sorry. So here's the question. Listen, listen. You guys are ridiculous tonight. Here's the question that we've been asking, and here's the thing that we've been talking about. And if how how different would our life be if we only had 30 days to live? And and once again, we're not we're not talking about this to be weird or morbid or scary and be like you're gonna die. Like that's not what we're trying to do. Um, and so here's what we did this week. Actually, yesterday we put out this uh, question on our Instagram, and we had several responses. We had people several people responding to this, and um, and we asked the question, how would your life be? How would you live your life different if you only had 30 days to live? And I'm just going to show you a couple of these responses that we got. The first one says this, uh, I would let everyone know my true identity. I'm Batman. That's what somebody's, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I could tell you, but so that's what someone said. If they had 30 days to live, did you guys realize Batman attends emerge? We don't know. Actually, point to the person who you think might be Batman. <laughs> okay. And, an, and a, another student, listen. Shh. Another student said this. I would be more bold in my relationship with God and sharing the word. I, I think that's a really big deal. How many of you guys, maybe if you had 30 days to live, you, you would agree with that. You say, that's me. I would, I would probably do that as well. I think a lot of us would. And, and a lot of you guys had different uh, responses. There were all kinds of things, some funny, some not, um, some, some deep and some really thoughtful. Um, a lot of things, questions that were asked or responded, someone said, I would spend more time with my family because life is all about relationships. And relationships are important to Jesus. Relationships are a big deal to him. The whole time that, we, um, that he walked on the face of this earth, he did life. He lived life with other people. He had relationships in, in all kinds of ways that we may not ever experience. And I want, I want you to listen to what Jesus says about the relationships in your life. It's found in Mark 12, 31. He says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, there's no commandment greater than these. 
See, that God has created every single one of us. He's made us for relationships. Deep in the heart and the core and the DNA of, of God, he, he's def- designed us um, to connect with other people and, and do life, to live life on an intimate level that very few people understand or have done. And, but my guess is right now in this room, no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, we all have relationships in our lives and, and maybe even there's a lot of us in this room who are relationships, maybe they're not where they should be. And there's others of you in this room, and, and you've got great relationships. You've got great connections with your parents and with your friends and with people around you. You've got great connections. You've got great relationships. And there's others of you in this room who maybe your, your relationships, they're broken or they're turn, torn apart. Or, or maybe there are family, family relationships, and, and maybe your family is splintered. Like split apart, and in your you maybe uh, you're living with one of your parents, and your mom and dad are separated, and and things aren't the same. Or maybe you've been in a friendship that's just gone bad. Or maybe you you're in that kind of relationship. Um, maybe you were really close at one time, and 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 at an argument, or at a moment, or at a at a lie, or in a gossip moment, it was just over like that. Let me tell you what God thinks about our relation relationships and. Whenever we begin to hold grudges and whenever we begin to, um, to hang on to those things in bitterness, it begins to set in in our lives. Um, I want to read you what God's thoughts on relationships are. Here's what God has to say. It's Ephesians 4.3. You can write this down or put it in your notes. He says this, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. <clears throat> so what does that mean? It says make every effort to have peace with people. Make every effort. Go out of your way to have peace with people. Like a, a lot of us in the guys, and it's okay to raise your hand. Anybody have a relationship in this room, a friendship that's kind of challenged? Anybody? Yeah, a lot of us do. I do. Um, God is calling us to find peace and to fight for peace in that relationship in those relationships. God is calling on you and I to fight for peace in our relationships. And some of you say, like, some of you guys are like, you know what, I'd rather not. I'd rather, I'm the kind of person I run from conflict in relationships. Like, but tonight, it's time to fight for peace in your relationships. And some of you say, like, it's just not like me to deal with this. Like, like in our, our relationship, it is what it is. And, but tonight, I want to encourage you to fight for peace. But Jeremy, you don't know what they said. Fight for peace. You don't know what they did to me. Fight for peace. You can't control them. But as, as far as it depends on you, that God is calling us to fight for peace. I don't know about you, but... Uh, we were kind of talking about this last Sunday in, in Salt Co. on a Sunday morning. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I want to fight with fists, right? Like, I want to throw fists. Like, I want to throw down. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like an aggressive, violent kind of guy. That's not me. That's not in my nature. But sometimes you're like, I, I don't want to fight with peace. I want to fight. I want to throw things. I want to run into something with my car. Or like, you know, like sometimes, we, how, do we, how do we, though, how do we fight for peace? What does that look like? What do we do? And the very th- first thing we do, and, and if you're taking notes tonight, write this down. The very first thing we do is confront humbly. 
And I want you to check out this verse in Matthew. And I want you to look at Jesus, what he has to say about relational reconciliation. He says this, therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and you remember that your brother has something against you. And you remember if he's saying your brother really, he's talking about like your friend, your neighbor, your actual brother, your sister, your family, someone you have beef with, someone you have issues with. If you have, uh, remember that your, your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in the front of the altar. And I want you to check this out. Watch what he says. He says, first thing you need to do is go and be reconciled to your brother and then come back and offer your gift. The crazy thing is this flies in the face of everything that we want to do, everything that we're actually taught to do. Like Jesus is, and, and what's happening here and what's taking place in this verse, in um, what, what's taking place here in, in Matthew is Jesus speaking, he's speaking to the Jews, Jewish people here, but actually this can apply to us as well. See, so what would happen, these Jewish people, they would go into the, the, the synagogue, they would go into the place of worship, and they would bring an offering, and they would worship God, and they would, that's how they would, they would worshiping. They would bring him an offering, and then they would worship God. And then, but God was saying this. He's saying, listen, you, you want to come here, and you want to spend intimate time with me. You want to have a relationship with me. You want to have moments with me. And, and you're worshiping and you're telling me how much you love me and how great I am, but you have a relationship that's struggling. That's hypocrisy. And you need to leave immediately and go fix that relationship. And then come back to me and we'll spend some time together. That's basically what's, what God is saying right here. And that's tough. That's tough to accept. That's tough to take in. But we must fight for peace in our relationships. Many of you guys in this room, maybe you're, you're in a, uh, you have relationships and maybe you're torn tonight and you say, Jeremy, I, I need healing in my relationships. I need God to heal my relationship with my dad or I need God to heal, heal my relationship with my mom or with my brother or with my sister. I haven't spoken with my sister in months and, and maybe I have a friend and we were close at one time, but it's, it's not, our relationship is not where it needs to be. I need God to heal me. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm not even able to speak life and encouragement to these people. Life is all about me. And, and most times, here, here's what we do in, in when we have issues in relationships. Isn't this what we do? Like, they need to come to me. They need to tell me, right? Isn't that what we do? We're like, oh, they're, they're the ones that caused the problem. They're the ones that need to come to me. And like, here's what I want to encourage you to do. You be the bigger person and you fight for peace in the relationship. Here's what you gotta understand. For God to bring peace and healing into our relationships, typically, um, whenever we're struggling with conflict in our lives, um, confrontation, 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 that's it. That's such a weird word to say. Confrontation, confrontation. You gotta say it fast. Confrontation! So, (laughs) but... confrontation brings healing. Confrontation brings healing. That's what I'm trying to say. And and here's the deal. Most of us in this room, I would imagine, I would think, I would hope, most of us in this room want healing. We want peace. Nobody wants to live in turmoil. Nobody wants to live that way. That's not a way to live. And and here's what we want, though. We We want, like, God, just come and do your magic. 
You, God, you just show up and you do your thing and you, you just heal everything and you make everything right. And then what we'll do is we'll hold hands and we'll just skip down the street. It'll be great. Life will be wonderful again. But here's the reality. It just doesn't work like that. That's not the way it works. And most of us are scared of confrontation. <laughs> most of us are scared of that, confronting others. And, but my question for you is this, and I want you to write this down. Who or what do you need to confront? Who or what do you need to confront? It may be a person. It may be an issue. It may be a thing that's going on, but who or what do you need to confront? What's their name? What's their situation? But here's the deal. Do it humbly. Do it with an attitude of peace. Don't do it out of arrogance or out of anger or out of spite. Allow God to go in front of you in that situation. Who or what do you need to confront? Step two, the next thing you do in fighting for peace. If you're taking notes, we need to love deeply. We must love deeply. Look at the world that we live in today. It's a mess. People are, are split. People are, are hurting. People are mad. People are angry. And in some cases, rightfully so. And, and, but I don't think that we're taught, and I don't think we quite understand what it means to love deeply. Um, our concept of love many times is taken from Hollywood or the entertainment world, right? And that's where we get our idea of love. We listen to song like, like Lose You to Love Me or, or Bad Romance, right? And we're like, oh, this is such a good love song. No, it's really, really bad, actually. And like, and, and or we get our, 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 or for our older adults in this room, right? It's like Bon Jovi, you give love a bad name, maybe? No. Um, but, but, and think about this. Here's how we get our, our, our dream of love through like Disney princess movies, right? That, that's, not, that's not the idea of love. First Peter 4 8 says this. It says, above all, love each other deeply. Above all, love each other deeply. Above everything, above your self-centeredness, above your own lifestyle, above your own comfort, love each other deeply. Not like, and I want you to get this right, though, because it's not like a boyfriend-girlfriend, like romance kind of love. That's not what I'm talking about here tonight. I'm talking about a deep love for people, just a love for people. See, many of us, we have this shallow love. Like, like you make me mad, like I'm put, building a wall. Like, you make me mad, and I'm not going to talk to you. I'm blocking you. I'm deleting you. I'm ghosting you. I'm whatever. I, I am, like, shun unshunned, like I am shunning you, like, and, and this, we are not going to be friends, it's, this is the end of it, if you offend me, like, you are no longer in the circle of trust, right, and that's like a shallow kind of love, and, but God calls us to a love that's deep, that stretches us, that challenges, that pushes us to a place of being uncomfortable, check this out, first Peter, he, he kind of lays it down like this, it says, above all, Love each other deeply because love does what? It covers a multitude of sins. Can you imagine having a love that literally covers a multitude of sins? That literally covers what someone does to you or what someone says to you. That's a supernatural love. And that's the kind of love that Jesus has. That's a love that just covers our sins and so the same way, like, 
when you're offended or when you're hurt or when, when you gossip or when someone gossips about you. Allow God to change you and love deeply. Love deeply. Love like you've never loved before. My question to you is this. Who do you need to love? Who are they? Who's that person or that group of people or the, maybe those people in your home? Who do you need to love? Who are they? And, and here's what I want you to do. For those of you guys who are taking notes, maybe if you're not taking notes, maybe you should. But I want you to write down in, the, in your notes, who's that person? Maybe to put that name down in your notes. Maybe to put that group of people down in your notes. Who do you need to love deeply? Once again, not in a romantic relationship kind of love. But who do you need who who do you need tonight to send a message to tonight and apologize to? Or who do you need to make peace with tonight? Who do you need to encourage? Who do you need to speak life into? Let's be people who love deeply. Let's stretch ourselves. Let's challenge ourselves. Let's fight for peace. We've got to become people who love like we've never loved before. And the third thing is this, and this is the last thing, forgive irrationally. We must be people who forgive rationally. Man, forgiveness is hard, isn't it? Isn't it really difficult? Like, I've got two brother-in-laws, awesome guys, love them to death. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily like this, but they're awesome. I, I, I've been around them since they were teenagers. I've known them forever, and I've seen, you know how brothers can fight? Like, I've been with these guys, Kristen's brothers, and these guys are throwing fists, like fighting, hardcore fighting. And the next thing you know, they, it's like a switch flips, and they're crying, and they're hugging each other. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I can't, that's, that's irrational love to me. That's crazy to me. That's, that's totally bizarre, totally different to me. Like, if I'm throwing fists, I'm going to stay away, and I'm going to be mad at you for a while. I'm going to hang on to this one. But somehow... You can love irrationally, and it's so difficult to do. It's hard. Colossians 3.13, it says this. It says, bear with each other and offer uh, each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Here's the problem that I have with this verse. The word whatever. Forgive whatever? You're asking me to forgive whatever? And, and I, as I'm thinking about it this week and as I'm praying about this message this week, and there, there's so many of you guys in this room who you've been hurt, like you've been abused, maybe you've gone through tremendous situations, and I'm asking myself, how do you forgive those who have deeply hurt us? How do we do that? How do we forgive those who, who maybe who have, who have beat us, who have slandered us, who have gossiped about us, who have said terrible things about us, literally, God, how do we forgive and, and put ourselves in a place to where we can look at someone who's hurt us and say, you know what? I, I forgive you of whatever. I forgive you of whatever. I, I didn't even have this in my notes tonight, but that right there just reminded me. I don't know if you guys have heard Johnny's testimony, but what a powerful testimony it is. I don't know if you know that, and, and I, we don't have time to retell the whole thing, but as a young boy, he, was, he lived in a closet. And at five years old, he weighed how much? 32 pounds. At five years, that's like nothing. That's, that's, <laughs> he, he was starved. He was beaten. He was put in a closet to live. 
And then years later, after he was adopted and after he lived with David and Debbie, years later, his real father, who did these things to him, was, was in, on his deathbed. And, and Johnny shows up and he goes to the hospital and he, he forgives him. He, that, that's irrational love. I couldn't even imagine being treated like this, worse than a dog, like an animal. And you can show up and say, you know what? I forgive you. I, that's irrational love to me. Here's what God does. God shows up with an answer. God says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So let's take a journey real fast. Let's think about this real fast. Down memory lane, what's God forgiven us from? He's forgiven us from anger, forgiven us from lust. He's given us forgiven us of addictions, forgiven us of manipulation. <clears throat> Those moments to where we say, oh God, forgive me, I'll never do this again. Oh, God, if you, if you forgive me, I won't touch this again. I won't do this again. I won't act like this again. I won't do these things again. I won't say that again. And here's what happens. He forgives us when we ask for his forgiveness. And then don't we do this? We turn right around and the very next day we're doing it again. We do it again. Oh, God, hey, this time I'm serious. I promise I'm not going to do it again. Over and over and over and over. And this cycle is happening in our lives over and over. And I'm blown away by the forgiveness that God has for me. Thank you, God. And because he has forgiven us, we have to forgive. It's our responsibility to forgive. It's what we need to be. It's who we need to be. We can't live in hypocrisy. We've got to forgive. God, thank you for giving me. But I'll never forgive them. We must forgive. I was just curious, thinking about this 30 Days to Live series, and obviously everything we do is focused and centered, centered around Jesus. Um, I was just curious how Jesus lived his last 30 days on this earth, or even maybe his last 30 hours on this earth. And, and if, you, if you look at the Bible, you're gonna see this, last 30 hours of his life. You're gonna see that he was arrested. You're gonna see that he was betrayed by his best friends. You're gonna see that he was taken to court. You're gonna see that he was judged guilty of crimes that he never committed. He was beaten beyond recognition. He was whipped so bad that you couldn't even recognize him. On top of that, they made him carry his own cross all the way to the place of his death. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They hammered spikes into his hands and into his feet. They hung him on a cross naked for the world to see. And they laughed and they spit on him and they made fun of him. And on, on, on top of all of that, his friends weren't there. His support wasn't there. His people weren't there. Catch this, though. What did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Who do you need to forgive? What's their name? Write it down in your notes. Know who it is. Maybe it's multiple people. Write it down. Who do you need to forgive? Whom do you need? Or, or maybe you're in this room and the question that you need to ask is, who do you need to ask forgiveness for? Maybe you've done some things. Maybe you've hurt some people. 
Maybe you're walking in, in a hurtful situation. You've hurt, you've said some things, you've done some things, you've gossiped, you've slandered, you said things about people. Maybe you need to ask forgiveness from someone. Maybe you're the perpetrator. I want to encourage you to do it today. Time is short. Relationships, it's all about relationships. He's calling you right now. Every single one of you in this room, he's calling you. He's speaking to you right now. He's saying, fight for peace. He's saying, confront humbly, love deeply, and forgive irrationally. He's calling you today to fight for peace. Will you be obedient? Let's pray.